All right, baby, we are bu -bu 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 back. NBA draft lottery time with my boys Shane, Ramu, and Hari. How are y'all doing? How you doing, Shane? I'm good, man. Top billing. Other than you, I like it. Yes, that's that's the that's all I can ask for. Ramu, <laughs> how is it from your mother's home? Do you have good internet? It is fantastic. We have Indian food ready after this podcast. I'm drinking some tea. Lovely couch setting here. I'm excited. I like it. I like it. Hari, how are you feeling? How are the Braves making you feel? How are the Hawks making you feel? Braves, Braves doing well. Six games out of first. We're coming. We're coming for the East crowd. That's great. That's great. That's great. All right. We're here to do a little uh, NBA draft. The lottery happened last week, and it was mostly anticlimactic. Nonetheless, um, we're going to go uh, round by round. I'll give uh, the team and the, and the person that's repping that team. Uh, this is your chance to interview as their GM. So um, unfortunately, we don't have the Hawks here in our in our NBA draft lottery, but maybe we'll uh, we'll figure out who they get by the end of this podcast. So um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put three minutes on the board, and every person has three minutes to uh, either talk about their pick, dangle some trade offers, or just make their pick and move on. So as my one chance to pretend like I'm Adam Silver. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Boston Celtics, represented by none other than Hari Gopal. Hari, you are on the board. Yes. Hey, open Thank this up. You. Thank you. Um, hang on. I, I, I'm hearing something coming through. Hang on one second. He's <laughs> got Phil Jackson on the line. Can you guys hear that? Vaguely. There's some break. There's some breaking news. Oh, interesting. Da da na da da na. There's, uh, so there's been a trade. Um, Whoa! You didn't even open it up to offers? No, it's not. It's been. It's closed. It's been already brutal. Offered and closed. Interesting. Closed at Polini's on Friday night. Yeah, it was closed at Polini's in Atlanta on Friday night. Uh, the trade will send uh, the eight oh uh, to the Celtics for the one. So now the Knicks are picking out of the spot. Um, I think it is a good trade for both teams. I'll uh, give a little background. Why I think uh, Boston is in build now is in win now mode rather than build for winning two years from now. Wait, Hari, who I did you get with the eighth pick? We we missed the, the eighth pick and what? Eighth pick and Carmelo. Oh, interesting. Boston, okay. Uh, for uh, the one, and I think Knicks are in blow it up mode. What's the point of it all right now? Um, I think. With that, plus they could use Carmelo in Boston. Uh, they're getting embarrassed in this series. Uh, so that is sort of the reasoning. I think it works out for both sides. I think it makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Okay. Why why Carmelo so, over the Latvian gangbanger Kristaps Porzingis? I think Kristaps is someone you could build with in New York. I don't think Car – I just like – I think Carmelo's done with New York. I think by all the public, public comments he's done with New York, I think – listen – Things are not great here, which is true. And if, I think mixing it up a bit and going out and getting the number one pick for that team. Okay, so now New York is on the clock with a minute left. Who are the New York Knicks selecting with the number one overall pick? Uh, and they'll take Markel Fultz. I think he's the best player out there, uh, the most prepared. Uh, that's who they'll take with that number one pick. Interesting. A little Fultz Porzingis action. Bulge Porzingis, and then they're probably going to get a new coach in a couple years. Watch out for that. Bill Jackson come back. Bill Jackson. If oh my god. If I'm a Celtics fan, I hate every single part of this. <laughs> Why do you hate every single part of this? 
because they should not be trying to win right now. They should probably be trying to win in two to three years. So I don't understand. They're not cool. close. So that was, they, they could be close. They are, I think, a piece or two away. And if are Isaiah they, Thomas is healthy. They're mellow away from beating LeBron? They're not mellow away from being LeBron. They're mellow away from being competitive with the Cavaliers. Oh, I, I don't think, think anyone so. could beat LeBron by them. I, I think there's no one who matches up well with him. But as a team, they'll be a, a thousand. They'll be light years ahead. If, they if, go I'm Boston, if I'm Boston, I'm taking Fultz one, letting Isaiah walk after uh, after next year, after next season. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they have they have uh, Brooklyn's unprotected next year, and then like a, another. I mean, if I'm Boston, I just think they should be focused on like 2019, but, 2020. But why, I get, but why blow them up right now? I mean, they're, you're, not, they're, you're not blowing them up. Yeah, you say. I think I, I agree. I agree with where you're going with this, Hari. Though, in the sense of they need a star, like they have to secure a superstar. I think Carmelo is just too old to fill that role. Um, but, but like, he's still if, averaging twenty plus points a game, I mean, that would be a huge help for the team, right? Yeah, to some extent. Out there and score, right? I mean, like, let's not play this game. Where we're going to try and play defense. Try and find a wing defender yeah. who's going to try and protect LeBron. Like, get out of that game and just go it's a very the game yeah. where you score, right? You just try and play that like golden state game where you just try and score as many points as possible. Yeah. It's a very win now trade. And I get like, it would help them. Obviously it would help them. I think Melo storing 20 in a bad situation is still impressive, but I just think they're best. I, I mean, I get the win now, but I, I just don't think they're even that close to Boston. I mean, they're losing by 40 points in this playoff. I mean, they're getting destroyed. Yeah. So with Melo, do they only lose by 15 every game? So I'm, I'm interested, right? Let's take – because I think it is a, a comparable strategy to what sort of Houston does, right? This sort of like throw yeah. it up and if you're – you know High-variance basketball. Yeah, yeah high-variance basketball. And I think high-variance – like if it's a Rockets-Cleveland series this year, right? If there was a seven-game series, I think that, game, that probably goes six games, right? I mean I think Rockets probably pull two or three games. Yeah, assuming James Harden shows right? up, yes. And it's probably far more competitive than this fucking walk we're watching right now going on. It's the sleepiest basketball I've ever seen in the conference finals. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Hari, I like it. You are now off the board. The New York Knicks with the first overall pick in the draft from Boston have selected Markel Fultz. Congratulations, Phil Jackson. <laughs> on to with the second pick in our fake NBA draft. The Los Angeles Lakers, represented by Ramu Anamale. You are on the clock, my friend. Okay, I'm gonna make this real simple. This is the easiest pick in the Don't draft. Do Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Makes the most sense. It really does. Josh Jackson. Um, Got to go with Lonzo Ball here. He is the obvious pick. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I, 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 I didn't catch that. Did you say Lonzo or Lavar? I didn't. What, which one did you say? <laughs> you get them both. They're a Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think whatever. Like Lavar Ball is his father is getting a lot of uh, publicity. That's fine. You know, it, this is just the best fit. He's a great pick overall. He's going to be a great passer. He's going to be a great addition. I think they're actually ready to get rid of some of their pieces and actually build a team around him. Um, we all know kind of how, how good he is on the assist board, um, but he has a lot of else to offer. But, I mean, I'm just from a pure fit perspective, if you want a player to go to L.A., and L.A. has a lot of things tied to it, you know, there's a lot of kind of, uh, of, of extremities around being in Los Angeles. So some other player might not be ready to have the L.A. lifestyle. This guy's already fitting in. He's going to bring the big baller brand, his big, you know, $500 shoes. 
That's what this is what the Lakers need. This is what the Lakers want. I think this is a pretty easy pick. I would be super surprised if they picked anybody else. So Lonzo Ball, easy, lock it in. Oh man, I I don't disagree with anything you said, and like from a pure basketball perspective, yes. My only question is, what do you do with D'Angelo Russell? Trade him to Atlanta. I want the Hawks to go after him so bad. <laughs> That's pretty I, interesting. You, know, you actually have a lot of options with with Russell now. I mean, he can he's he should be more of a shooter anyways. Um, and put him at so the move two. Move him more. Right, and then or you can trade him out. Like I don't think he's necessarily needed right now. They can kind of retool around Lonzo Ball. So they actually have a lot of options with with like picking up ball. It can really kind of move the team into a different direction. I think Russell and Ball can play together. I mean, Lonzo Ball's like six six. He can guard the two guards. I mean, they're not. You got to. Did you see him try and guard De'Aaron Fox, or did you just not watch him on defense during that Kentucky UCLA game? Like he plays no defense. That's my like. I agree with you in theory. Like he's he, not athletic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like I don't think he could move with two guards in the NBA. Let alone like maybe he can use his size against point guards. But uh, I don't. I'm I'm worried about like him trying to play defense on it too. But I, yeah, I just no. Go ahead, remove. Sure. I don't think is. I I wouldn't say you draft for a defensive player right now. You can move your pieces around that you currently have with Russell and with. Uh, and with um, what's his name? Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, Russell needs to move around and get a, another defensive piece around, right? Yeah, fair enough. All right, remove. Good pick. I'm really curious to see if that actually happens, but it, like you said, it should. It does make sense. I mean, those two, like everyone, everyone. I said. want the cameras to be on the entire Ball family when the Lakers pick De'Aaron Fox. That's I know that would be so good. And Magic was courtside for that game of UCLA versus Kentucky. Like, I, I don't know how you don't walk away from that saying, oh, my God. Like, there was clearly one player that was better. Apparently, he's only going to work out for the Lakers. And I was reading that the Lakers are trying to set up a De'Aaron Fox, Alonzo Ball, like, workout together. And Fox will just destroy him. Like, oh I don't see, especially because Alonzo Ball's most value is five on five using his court vision. Yes. One on one, De'Aaron Fox will embarrass Lonzo Ball in a workout. Yes. And so I pray that that workout happens. And I pray that LeVar Ball goes to like Indiana or something. Yeah. Trades up for him. So, so this, all this, I is the, this is the story I think is most interesting is what Shane is talking about. Is what does LeVar Ball do if he ends up in a Phoenix, a Sacramento, an Orlando, right? A not major market city or like. God forbid he ends up in Minnesota or some shit like that. Oh right? God, Sacramento would be oh. amazing. Oh my God, I would, I would, oh, I would become a season ticket holder just to watch. I should have paid about not being in a major market. I have Sacramento's picks. I will trade you my next five first round picks for the second pick <laughs> to take Lonzo Ball. <laughs> you can have all of them. I want Lavar Ball to live in Sacramento, California, That's more so than good. anything else right now. So good, so good. Yeah. yeah. Right? As a GM, this is an easy pick. Rob Palenka is easily going to make this. Probably he's already been talking to the Ball family for years now. This is in the mix. And if you're any other GM at any other team, you probably want to stay away from this. Right? That's the that's the big question. Like, removed to your point exactly. Like, one of the, the, the items is what where does that family end up or where does Lonzo end up? But the other part is does a, does a team actually take – the chance on this sort of semi-explosive situation with the idea that if Lonzo does pan out, he's probably going to LA in five years. So, no, I, I agree. I would, love, I would love him in Atlanta. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, if we had a lottery pick, I would love him in Atlanta. That's fair. All right. I, I think he's Let, Let's move on. Remove. Good pick. 
the Lakers are now off the board. And with the number three pick in our fake NBA draft, the Philadelphia 76ers, represented by Sam Hink, sorry, Shane Conlon. somebody? Shane, you're on the board, buddy. Yes. Okay, sorry. Um, there he is. <laughs> um, hey, I'm going to open it up first. Does anyone want to trade up to Philly's pick? No. Anyone interested at all? Going once. <laughs> no. Yes, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested. I am representing the Phoenix Suns. Um, this is Samin here. I will pick swap with you and give you the fourth overall pick for Eric Bledsoe and our number four pick. Yes. Oh my God. What? Thank you. <laughs> to move up once? You didn't even know he was going to pick. I know. That was, yep. That's the Lock point. It in. Adam Silver, write it down. Locked in. And with the that, number three pick. The number three pick in the NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select Justin, ja or Josh Jackson, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what if that actually happens? That'd be so good. Maybe shooting guard from UNC, in case anyone out there is wondering. Samin. <laughs> I am taking Josh Jackson with the number three overall pick. The Phoenix Suns are in rebuild mode and they are going for high upside players. They've got a great shooting guard in Devin Booker. I don't think Eric Bledsoe is the answer at point guard, and I think they can find either someone on the free agent market, but his contract isn't terrible. He's got three years, 16 mil left on his deal, but he also ranked as the, I believe, third worst point guard on pick and roll defense in the Western Conference. He's not the answer, um, and he'll be gone soon before this team's ready to compete. Give me a little Josh Jackson from Kansas, baby. Freak athlete, a chance to be the best player in this draft, and fits perfectly on the wing after they traded away P.J. Tucker and, and whoever else they have playing that position. Great pick. He would have been there at four, and I just got Drew Bledsoe for free. I realize you're trying to open up the backcourt a little bit, but I just want executive of the year, so I'm happy. That's fine. I could care less. I want his contract off my books. Um, so five years, $70 million. That's cheap. I agree in the sense of, like, he's great in today's market, but, like, I don't need him. Um, and so I would rather, like, why not give Tyler Eulis a little bit more playing time? He clearly showed a little bit last season. Um, That's fair. And yeah, you're, you're trying to get younger and yeah, rebuild, like, like you said. I just have no, like, and there's nothing else I feel like. They tried to dangle him at this trade deadline and didn't get anything, and that's with him having near all-star caliber, you know, season. And so I don't know if it gets much better. So let me just get younger and get who I think is the highest potential player in this draft, Josh Jackson. Thank you, Mr. Conlin. And now on the board with the number four pick and Eric Bledsoe in his back pocket, representing the Philadelphia 76ers, Shane Conlin. You are on the board, my friend. Malik Monk, let's go. <laughs> I stopped Bledsoe oh, wow. and Malik Monk. I just solved the oh, wow. Sixers' oh, wow. backcourt issues. My starting wow, five that's... is Bledsoe, Monk, Covington, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. I'll see you guys in the Eastern Conference Finals in like a year. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Blow up the Celtics. Let's go. That's – okay. So do you so, – um, okay. go ahead, Ari. So I want to go back to that trade. There's – I don't think there was any way that he was going to go take Josh Jackson. I don't think right, – I was he, not. They don't fit. I can't have two not yeah, I don't think it's – On the court together. Yeah, right. Like I think it's a, I think it's a super weird fit for the Sixers. Um, it's so a horrible like, trade by me, and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, you are in super <laughs> rebuild mode if you're going to – if that trade ends up happening for Phoenix. Well, in what sense? Like they are in super rebuild mode already. Like That's that. True. 
But like, but why get rid of Bledsoe? Like, I, I don't, I don't really get that. Like, at least have a piece there that makes sense. Like, let's not constantly be changing up the. Team. Well, because I've been, go ahead, Shane. I've been le- I've been leaking out my interest for Josh Josh Jackson for months now, knowing that Samin wanted him. He had a great he had a great workout. He shot the he shot the lights out. Of <laughs> Just leaking this stuff to Woj for the last month, and it worked beautifully. Harry, my point. Well, I will say around that trade is yeah, if you it. think about it, they. The Suns also have next year's Lakers unprotected pick, and they have their own pick. I think you find your solution at point guard either later on in this draft, which is ridiculously deep at point guard, or you play with what you have, which is a somewhat some potential in Tyler Ulis, a Devin Booker. A, you need to solve your answer, Josh Jackson, at wing. I agree. Like, does it completely make sense? No, because you're just essentially handing them Eric Bledsoe. But I don't see a need for him in Phoenix to begin with. Um, no, you, okay. You don't have the Lakers' unprotected pick next year. The Sixers. Oh, sorry. The Sixers do. You're right. My fault. They have someone. I forget who it is. Executive of the year, baby. That, that's true. Shane, executive of the year. Um, for your for your executive of the year award, is your trophy gonna be um, the same height as your starting backcourt? Because in that case, we can just hand you a you know a little baby trophy and call it a day. Because there's Dude, no just, way Eric I'm Bledsoe. I'm just letting people go by me to the rim. You can go deal with Embiid at the rim. I'm just running people off the three-point line. Embiid on one knee or Embiid on two knees? I'm unclear. I I like it for 45 games a year. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's those are 45 wins. That's all I know. <laughs> 45 and 0 with Embiid, of course. Uh, that's fair. All right, I like it. Malik Monk to the Philadelphia 76ers and on to. <clears throat> the yeah, fifth yeah. pick in the fake draft, the Sacramento Kings, also represented by our friend Shane Conlon. Shane, you are on the board, my friend. Anyone interested in De'Aaron Fox before I take him? No. Take him. Take him. It's mine. Lock it in. Let's go. I like it. That's pretty good. It's it's just the two. It's perfect. I mean, that's where he, he said he wants to go He there, said he wants to go like, there. He must have been drunk or something. I'm not sure... I think he just knew where he was going to go, right? Like, I mean, point. at that point, you just say, like, I'm going to Sacramento, whatever. I love Sacramento. I One of my favorite things in Sacramento is the state capital or whatever. And you say, like, oh, I love state capitals. Yeah. <laughs> well, so can we now can we now say that that boogie trade really wasn't as bad as we thought? No, the Kings won that trade. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that, is, that is a fine trade. I think the thing is Sacramento is never going to put together anything. So what is this all? Well, well, I'm running the show now. Wait till I get to 10 or maybe even trade up. I mean, <laughs> we're making moves. I like it. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna bring it back to like early 2000s, Jason Williams, Chris Webber. It's coming. I got De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Skylar BCA was good. I got Willie Cauley-Stein. I'm just, it's it's going well. I like it. They also, uh, I fired Vlade. Yes. They also hired an analytics department because they hired Luke Bourne. Uh, who's like a renowned analyst out of Europe, and they just put up two, jo- three job postings for basketball analysts on Teamwork Online. So you you just got yourself an analyst. I'll department. hire you, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, I I think De'Aaron I Fox makes a ton stuff. of sense. So <laughs> take take your Sacramento pick and just drive the continue to drive that franchise in the ground. Yeah, I'm not. De'Aaron worried. Fox cried after a loss. I would have picked him one. <laughs> you can have your numbers and stuff. I want to see tears after a loss, not not announcing that going to the Playboy's NBA draft. Playboy's gonna be crying sixty times next year. That guy's <laughs> gonna be out of saline. Good. 
Oh, that's too good. That's too good. Um, alrighty, that wraps up <clears throat> the top five. On to the sixth and most exciting pick in the draft, the Orlando Magic without a GM, represented by Ramu Anomaly. <laughs> this is your opportunity, Ramu. I think they, they, you know, the, the Magic operations really should give the reins to Vogel uh, as the, the temp GM here. Just let him run it. You know, I think he actually has a really good head of where he wants to get his team. They have a lot of pieces. Uh, this is. Uh, Are you drafting Vogel. Frank Vogel? Is that is that who? Is that who you're drafting, Ramu? Frank Vogel yeah. with the sixth pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sixth pick, easy. Um, I can't believe he's still on the board. I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. I thought he was going to go a little earlier. Jason Tatum, I think he actually fits really well. Um, a lot of upside. He actually played really well in the tournament. Stock went up. Um, big X factor. He has that Danny Granger type of feel. Um, you can actually move. You can move Gordon now to the four and have Jason Tatum come in um, and play really well. What I like about this pick, um, you know, this guy has offensive versatility, really good actually defensive potential. I'm um, a little bit more mature than some of the other uh, prospects out there. But I really like Tatum. Just because he um, went to Duke. To yeah, just because he went to Duke. <laughs> just because he's under that Coach K military scheme. <laughs> Uh, no, sorry, Ramu. Continue. Tell us why you love Jason Tatum. I can't disagree. I can't hate the pick. That was it. I was done. All right. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm surprised, Ramu. So you're saying Alfred Payton is the answer at point guard? Is that a yes? They, they, may, they might need to make some other moves. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone want? Does anyone want to trade the pick? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, I don't disagree. I'm curious to hear, Hari, your thoughts and, and Shane. I don't, like, I could see this happening. I just, with the with the draft so stock full of point guards, um, Dennis Smith's still on the board, Frank Minkalinkov's still on the board. I don't know if this is a, we didn't get De'Aaron Fox, so we go with uh, Jason Tatum, but, I mean, I can't hate it. It kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I don't know if I agree with it totally. I think Tatum and Gordon are kind of, a, not a good fit. Tatum's best spot is, I think, a, like a stretch four. And that's exactly what Aaron Gordon's best spot is. And so I think they kind of get in the way of each other. Uh, but, I mean, so so I was going to say, I like, I don't hate, I don't hate the pick, but I think it's, here's what happens, right? I'm going to take Dennis Smith, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I agree, because that's who, that's who uh, Minnesota's about taking about two seconds. Um, it's, <laughs> I think it's, here's my thing. I don't know where Orlando goes. I thought Orlando trades up and plays like this game where they go with that like Markel Fultz like that, but they have no assets to trade. Yeah, that's the or problem. They trade, or they trade down and just get something out of this six pick because like I don't really get where like I think you're right because if this draft goes how it says, you're going to have this exact same problem come up in the actual draft where all the players they really want are probably top five, top six. And all the players, they like the, where they're sitting, they could probably get much higher value out of the trade. So I don't know what Orlando does with this pick that really like fits their needs correctly. So like, I, mean, they, so I don't, I don't hate the pick. thing. Is I think if, you, if they had their way, they would have picked. They would pick Malik Monk. I think that's the better prospect for them, a better shooter that they need on the floor. I don't know if you go down to a Dennis Smith. I think you actually have more potential with the Jason Tatum to actually move around later on and trade out. Um, higher potential value there than a Dennis Smith. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, Ramu. And like the, the, the Tatum Gordon thing would be interesting, especially if like somehow you go super small until like Tatum at the four and Gordon at the five. But 
Uh, I don't hate it. You're off the board. On to the uh, seventh pick in the draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves, represented by none other than Hari Gopal, who has leaked his pick early. Hari, where are you going yeah, to I, just I got Woj Bomb. <laughs> I got Woj Bomb. It's, uh, it's Dennis Smith. Uh, I think uh, he's... I okay. have so many questions. I know. I, I do, too. I, okay, please. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, so this is with the assumption, right? This is a caveat assumption. Uh, that right Rubio is gone out of Minnesota and they're trying to play this like young squad building for four years from now right I think their average age if you add Dennis Smith and like subtract out Rubio their average age is like 22 of their starting five it's a crazy young roster they're clearly building from the future they want to get they have huge excess cap room they're going to actually go they're going to go after like a Gordon Hayward they're going to go after someone huge to cement the roster with like some some presence I think. I mean, I think they're set up in a good space. I think they just need explosive player. I think Dennis Smith fills that capacity for them. So, wait, why is there just the assumption that Rubio's done? He's got two years left on his deal. Well, I, if you, if you're, I'm reading the tea leaves out of the news out of Minnesota and saying that you know Rubio's probably going to be traded out so they can build up because they'll have max cap room after they get and deal Rubio. Yeah, I mean, well, what's gonna happen is you're gonna have to like deal him and a first round pick to like for someone to take him. <laughs> For you know, like to I don't know, like so, like he would make sense to go to Sacramento, to be honest, and like give Sacramento. Hey man, I, yeah, a pick. but I just to my but point I, I in the future. I'm giving him the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I don't want Rubio yeah. taking minutes from De'Aaron Fox. Oh yeah, so my thing is, but I think you can. I don't think you. I think you can get. You can give out Rubio and take what looks like a lopsided deal in order to free up Capers. That's what I'm saying. So you can deal Rubio for a second round pick in this same draft. Or a future first and second rounders, or a future first rounder, maybe in two years or something. So you probably look like you're giving up on Chris like Dunn. Deal. You're what giving, are you saying? Giving up on Chris Dunn because yeah, they took I, him I, last I, year I, at five. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that is a great pick. I think the the core is there. They have been building together. I think Dennis Smith is a super explosive player that fits well in that system. I think what needs to happen now is they need to go externally, and this is the big wild card about Minnesota now is like. Who are they, who are they going to target? Yeah. And do they believe that Tibbs can build them for now, or do they think that like he can play this long game where he like develops talent over a really long time and can do it without having a star on his squad? Which like I don't know if we've really seen Tibbs do yet, per se. Yeah, fair like, enough. Uh, you know, again, I can't hate it. Like point guard or power forward seem like the two areas they'd have to go here. So I was like Dennis Smith, Jonathan Isaac. Um, one of the two, but yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't hate it. So you are off the board, my friend, and you are now back on the board with the from the New York Knicks now to the Boston Celtics, the number eight pick in our silly draft, the Boston Celtics. You are on the board, represented by Hari Gopal. Uh, so I. <laughs> This is the one I, I don't even I don't know what to do. With this. How do you I'm not gonna, know what to I'm, do? It's perfect. He's sitting I'm, there for you. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Zach Collins out of Gonzaga. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is ridiculous. Fire him! Fire! Fire! Danny Ainge! This is this is offensive. No, I'm to not me. taking Jonathan Isaac. I'm not taking Jonathan. He's Isaac. perfect take- for Boston. <laughs> okay, you go ahead. I want I want a minute after this. Go ahead. Mark. <laughs> okay. All I'm saying is that I think he is. I think Zach Collins is an outstanding player. He led among all centers in the league. He is above. He's seven feet tall. I think he provides great protection in the middle, which Kelly Olynyk is okay, but is not outstanding. If he had that one amazing game, but outside of that, whatever. Right, I think he's a good fit. And if we're, if I believe in this build now Celtics, who have now Carmelo and Isaiah, 
I think you just like put a big guy to stay in the middle and put his hands up. I think it's a I think it's a very decent team that could that's gonna be in the Eastern Conference Finals again. I know he's very and competitive. Very easy to forget, but you do know that you have Al Horford at center, right? <laughs> yes. And you know is that Collins at center. Well yes. here's but, the thing. I'm saying you put Al Al, Al Horford at four oh, and that's fine. Easy. Oh my gosh. Well, I hate all of this. John Isaac is perfect in Boston. He's a stretch four that rebounds the hell out of the ball. And the Boston's their two things are they need more shooting and they need rebounding because Horford please tell me you saw that video of the ball bouncing off the rim yes, and Horford acting like he was getting attacked by First bees. of all, it was it was the first shot in two shots. I don't I don't even say where I ever talk about Al Horford. It was the first in two. He obviously wasn't expecting to rebound. He just stand there hanging out. Well, I don't understand why he was surprised. Because he's allergic to rebounding the ball. Don't get me wrong. He's a good, very, very good basketball player in just about everything. He cannot rebound the ball. Tristan Thompson is destroying him and has destroyed him for the last three or four years. Jonathan Isaac is Here's, the perfect fit in Boston. There is So there's a lot of – so one – Samin is I loving this, by the way. I, he just, you're Florida yeah. – you're a Florida State guy, so I know you have to say pro Florida State things. But here's my no, thing, it's a is fit. that but he is not listen, why widely accepted by scouts, he is he's like a little bit lighter guy. He's not as strong as, as the team is as as most NBA players are. He has a lighter frame, he's not as strong. So those are some reasons I don't super want him to stand at the rim to fight uh, face up against LeBron. I uh, okay, okay, let me I'm look, trying to build to win an Easter conference. Let me come in here and settle this battle. Really, <clears throat> Hari, I don't. I, I see what you're doing, and the the thing that is in your case is Carmelo hates playing the four. So in that sense, like I do agree, you probably have to slot in Horford at the four and pick a five, and because Carmelo has like literally come out and said, "I'm not playing the four, not different than Paul George." That being said, and I know this is like going super deep research here, but the Celtics last year did take Ante Zizic and that Yabusele guy out of Europe, who they like stashed over there. Both who are getting a ton of hype and both who are coming over this season to Boston. So I'm curious to see if that like plays into their pick because apparently Zizic is supposed to be awesome um, and like is clearly regarded as what could be a top 10 pick this season. Um, but he's a big center um, who like kind of like clogs up the lane. I think Nurkic is probably a good comparison to him. So that would be interesting. I don't know if that plays into it. But um, I don't disagree I mean, with the pick, but you know, I, I don't think they're going to trade out of the number one spot anyways. <laughs> yeah, that if you believe if you believe all of this, then this pick makes sense. If you don't, no, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> or if you didn't know they had a first round pitch center last year. <laughs> yeah, that's the other the other thing. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, let's I'm move. I'm out of picks. I'm done. I think Hari did this just to spite me, and that bothers me. <laughs> it's okay, Is Shane. That what this podcast is about. <laughs> it's okay, Shane. I'm gonna give you your falls chance. Into your lap at nine, Samin, and fits beautifully with Nerlens Noel. Okay, interesting. Are you, are you a booster for the Florida State program? <laughs> yeah. Is that what's happening now? Yes, yes, I am. Interesting. I'm, I'm his agent. I'm Jonathan Isaac's agent. I was gonna say there's <laughs> clearly there's clearly some uh, some exchange of dollars going on between Shane and Jonathan Isaac, but. Yeah. On the board, with the ninth pick in the draft, finally in the lottery after years and years of excellence in the NBA playoffs, the Dallas Mavericks, represented by yours truly, Samin. Um, Yogi Ferrell's not the answer at point guard. Hart, or, uh, Shane, I don't disagree with you on the Jonathan Isaac piece, um, but oh my we gosh. have to solve our point guard issue. And Marco Rubio's available. <laughs> Marco Rubio is available. <laughs> uh, we need someone that can shoot. 
I think the Mavs have what is obviously best regarded as the best international scouting group in um, in the NBA. We're going Frank Nikolinka, Nikolinka, Winka, Winka, the next Tony Parker, except six inches taller, with a seven foot wingspan. Um, he's a, a an elite passer, from what I have heard, and we have to find someone to guard the Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, um, Chris Paul point guards of the West, and we have to get Frank Nikolinka. I'm so excited. Come to me, Frenchman. A lot on that guy. What's up? Yeah, you're putting a lot on that guy. <laughs> you can't guard those guys. It's so it's not to be maybe not the best draft pick. Yeah, I mean that's true, but that could be said for literally any player that you've taken. Like if he doesn't turn out to be who you hope, then that could be a bad draft pick. Yeah, okay, I don't disagree with I, you. That's why I'm trying to do Carmelo known quantities. That's what I'm trying to play here. <laughs> Uh, I just when I read his like his measurements and I was just like oh my god this this could be awesome um, so I'm going with Frank get me off the board unless anyone has anything to hate about my pick that's what I thought on to the tenth pick in the draft for the Sacramento Kings he's just laying there for you represented by Shane Conlon so in the uh, the the GM guy on the ringer, Mike Lombardi, he always talks about not bringing in your depth chart for uh, when you're doing a draft. Yes, okay. So, I'm the Kings. I took a bunch of bids last year. I got Papa Giannis. Papa Giannis. Ask Ramu about Papa Giannis. Ramu, give us your insight yeah. on Papa Giannis. That is the big Greek center that we saw at the Summer League. Ramu's on mute, but I, uh, we all did it like... 30 minutes on this podcast about how trash Papa Giannis is. <laughs> okay, sorry. Shane, continue with your pick. So, probably don't need a bid. Doesn't matter. Johnny Isaac's <laughs> sitting there for me. Marked it down. I just had a rebounding, three-point shooting, defensive whiz, can guard two through four. Oh, my God. Please give me, stop. Give me stop Jonathan it. Isaac. And my bigs just became... Style Bissier, Willie Collinstein, Johnny Isaac. I got athletes all over the court. De'Aaron Fox running around. Buddy Heel shooting three balls. And Kings. no one at small forward. Just no yeah, one. Just I like just so, a hole. All this, all this is. Whoa! This is a rebuild, baby. That's all this is. This is a rebuild. This is a rebuild. I I got time. I got plenty of time. <laughs> so I got my I got my first in that brand new stadium year. that's empty. Hey man, they'll come back. Kings fans will come back. I don't know, man. Yeah, we saw Papa Giannis in the in the summer league. He's not the answer as center. You, I think That's he... why I drafted a big. <laughs> I have Willie Cauley Stein. <laughs> no man. I know. I uh, have Willie Cauley Stein and Labissier. This this Sacramento King post Boogie era is really interesting, right? They have a lot that needs to be done here. A lot is underselling okay. it. Who would you have taken here? I did – okay, granted, I did think about Markkinen because, you know, you could put him at the four or five and he's just a shooter. But Isaac can shoot a little bit worse than Markkinen and then does literally everything else better. So who would you have taken? I would have took, I would have took a center. I would have took Jared Allen or Zach Collins with their board. I even would have went all the way down to Justin Payton. Oh, Justin uh, Patton out of Creighton. I do like that guy. Justin, Justin Patton out of Creighton is exactly who I would have taken, actually. Yeah. I think that's a really good pick. So what do you do with you think Collie Sides not a not a starter and Lucia is a four then? I think Scal's a perfect four because he did shoot the, the three really well at the end of season last season. 
Um, he also has like a ridiculous amount of upside, and I think I, I actually I don't hate the pick Shane, but I <laughs> I don't Thanks like for the glowing recommendations to me. Yeah, I just, I'm just saying I I think you need to solve your answer at center. I don't think it's Kali Stein, and it's definitely not Papa 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 Giannis. Wait, can Lubis, why can't Lubissier play center? And I he's, play too, he's just too small. The league is going. So why is this? Small? Why is this? Why is your team so small? Everyone, <laughs> everyone on all your teams are so small. The smallest <laughs> average GM. In the this country. is a, a baby Sacramento Kings team, <laughs> followed by the baby 76ers backcourt. No, stadium. The stadium is so empty. So you might have small players. There's no chance of them seeing. You won't be able to <laughs> see make them. Make them look really big. Really big looking stadium. Really big. You put the seat very close. Make them look really tall. Oh, see, I think. <laughs> I think everyone in the NBA will be much smaller in three to four years. Interesting. Like, people that are playing four now will be centers in three, four years. I'm saying that works for, like, one team, one or two teams, right? Like, the whole, like, after, like, there is a limit on how good everyone can shoot, right? right, I want want five guys on the court that can dribble, pass, and shoot. And get rejected every time. I don't think so. No, see, I, I just think the league is going smaller and smaller, and shooting and athleticism is going to be more and more valued. Yeah, Wait, that's what you just took. to mean. If it's going smaller and smaller, maybe you can enter. <laughs> that's it. Put my name in the draft. That's it. All right, we'll, uh, we'll move on. <clears throat> Shane, I, 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 you know, all that to say, I could very well see Vlade Divac going this way. Um, but he probably also never saw Jonathan Isaac play because Lord knows he's not going to FSU to watch basketball games. So he's probably never seen anyone play. That's true. Unless they're from Europe, then he's definitely seen yeah. them play. Um, with the 11th pick in the draft, the Charlotte Hornets. God, so boring. Represented by myself. Um, <laughs> and Michael Jordan. Yeah, and Michael Jordan, I guess. That's kind of exciting. Um, th- this is a pretty easy pick, actually. Um, they need some help in their front court. The only bigs they have under contract are Miles Plumley, Cody Zeller, and Frank Kaminsky. Um, they were just um, atrocious at protecting the rim last season. So give me, thank you, Shane, a little Justin Patton, seven foot one center yes. out of Creighton. Come to Papa. Um, Dang. I was actually in between Patton or going real high upside, Harry Giles, but that knee injury um, worries me. I agree. Yeah. And the, like, I, if you guys watched Duke basketball last season, I was just hoping for so much more, like when he got put in the game, but he was an atrocious free throw shooter, like doesn't really have the will to go after some of these rebounds. Um, obviously, he's a freak athlete. He's like standing reach is nine foot four. But Justin Patton, I think, is just perfect here. Um, slot him in next to Frank Kaminsky. Give me someone that's defensive-minded. I think he could easily turn into like a, a Nerlens Noel um, type of player. And Charlotte is cap-strapped for the next five years. So uh, they're going to need some help uh, through the draft. Give me a little Justin Patton. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. It's simple. Thumbs up. <clears throat> that's it. GM of the year. Been taken away from Shane. Handed to yours truly. Enjoy my Eric Bledsoe baggage. Um, on to the 12th pick in the draft. Represented by, or sorry, the Detroit Pistons. Represented by none other than Ann Arbor alumnus Ramu Anamale. Okay, give me a second. I think I had to shake things up here a little bit. <laughs> oh, no! Justin Patton off the board! Oh, man. He's going to take my couple faults. Watch. After we only said positive things, he took the guy we just talked about. <laughs> Thanks for leaking. 
You have three minutes and counting, my friend. You got a whole, he still has to figure out who Justin Patton is. He has to. <laughs> no, Justin Patton. Where's Creighton? <laughs> my mother's internet being really slow. I can't load up this web page. Really what, what do you want me to Google, remove? What do you, I'll tell you what the top results are. Who should I take for, who should the Pistons take in the draft? Who's, Google yeah, that. I'll tell you, who should the Pistons take? Okay, here we go. You ready? Here it is. I'm so here excited. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I couldn't be more ready. Well, from Louisville, shooting guard. I actually Donovan. like this pick. Stop it. That's so good. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. What's your favorite thing about his game, Ramu? He can shoot the ball. Compare him to an NBA player. <laughs> okay, I, I have a very funny story to tell you. If you type in who should, who should the Detroit Pistons pick, and you click... On the first link, the oh first God. picture is one of this gentleman. <laughs> Six this, foot this, three this, shooting this guard. This is next Detroit level. Been, this is how they've been drafting for years. Everyone this Donovan Mitchell reminds me of a CJ McCollum. Oh, there we go. Well done, Ramu. Well done. Hey, all right, what paragraph does it compare him to? And I'm, I'm looking. I'm reading to see if I can find it. He can play both ways. And, you know... With Stan Van Gundy, he isn't a patient guy. They need to blow this up quick. Interesting. <laughs> blow it up. That's it. No patience. Blow it up. Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond to get this guy. <laughs> I like it. Donovan Mitchell. Like, everyone likes that pick. Even Great. all of these people at Sports Illustrated and Sporting News. Um, I, I, I like it, Ramu. Uh, I'll, I'll dangle this question. Would people have thought about Laurie Markin in here? Uh, for Detroit, yes. slot him next to Drummond. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that. Like, so did you guys um, watch that? Was it Arizona? It was Arizona Creighton, right? Um, yeah. Who they lost to in the in the tournament, and Laurie Markkinen uh-huh. just got like wiped off the floor when people went small. It was crazy. Like, I, I don't, I've never seen anything like it. Like, he couldn't rebound. He couldn't play with his back to the basket. He's like only he's a good. Shooter. That's yeah. all he can do. That's all, yeah. And I, I but mean, he's a great, great shooter. That's true. And I think like Stan Van Gundy, after doing his little Orlando experiment, I think like wants to replicate that. And so, like, what differentiates Laurie Markkinen from uh, like Rashard Lewis or whoever they had at the four back in Orlando? Yeah. But, Being able to dribble and play defense. Yeah, fair. <laughs> true, true, true. Well, yeah, that's that's why Rubus pick is like a, I think a decent one. Is that like a it sets them up well. It like doesn't step in the way of anyone. I think it's a. I think it has a completely fine pick for that spot. If Detroit went pick, I think. Perfect. I think it's a good pick too. Yeah, I, and it puts a little pressure on Reggie Jackson to not be an asshole. That's the truth. Jesus, that guy's the worst. He's uh, the worst. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> but he'll probably get traded or just just cut. Maybe they can do the NFL thing where they just like cut the player and like I just don't want you before training camp. <laughs> he did that. Get out of here. Who did Van Gundy do that with like two or three years ago? It was Josh Smith, right? He oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> ben, oh my God, he's gonna do it. Van Gundy playing by his NFL rules. He's just like get out of training camp. No, yeah. I don't want Not. you here. You're get a out cancer. Clean out your locker. <laughs> That's it. All right. Fan of long twos. <laughs> On to the 13th pick in the he's, best. He's cutting all the long twos that he has. <laughs> and if you can play that stretch, get out. <laughs> so true. All right, on to the 13th pick in the draft. 
the Denver Nuggets, represented again by our friend Ramu Anamale. Who got? Who's on the board? Use the Google machine. Use your phone. It's on LTE. It's gonna go faster. Back, back to back picks. Are you excited for the back to back picks? Where are we gonna announce this? Tell us what your picks are. You're on the clock. Back to back picks. Here we go. I think you should say that for the next two minutes and forty-five seconds, and then pick. Okay, so. They're in a weird position because they actually have a lot of talent um, and prospects, but I don't think they actually, I don't think the Nuggets really know what they're doing over there. Um, <laughs> and there's also questions. I agree. I'm not in love, I'm not in love with Moutier. Um, I, I think at this point you take a little bit of a gamble. You look at someone with a huge upside and I'm taking Harry Giles. Oh. oh. Whoa. Interesting. There, he was top of the boards for the longest time um, until that injury. And I think that, you know, he overcomes that injury. He dropped in value significantly. I think people, some people have him going all the way down to, to 17, six, 16, 17. Um, I like this pick. I think they need someone kind of like a Harry Giles who can have the, the defensive activity. Um, he has offensive flashes. He's a motor on the glass. He's a really strong presence. Um, I think this is a really good, solid pick for them with a the huge upside. Interesting. I, I okay. Go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead, Shane. Go ahead. Oh, so I like uh, OG and a no boy right here. But I'm a no boy. The Harry, the Harry Giles pick is kind of interesting. I mean, he was the number one player coming out of high school two years ago, like before the second the injury. I think everyone knew he was the number one. Like it wasn't even that close. Yeah. If he can be healthy in like another year removed from the ACL, I mean, it's. It's a risky pick. I kind of love it. I love the fit next to Jokic. Yeah. That, that would be a really, really interesting pick. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, I think it's, I think you said exactly why I think it's dangerous, right? Especially coming off ACL injuries, it's a huge problem, right? I mean, you saw, I mean, you've watched it with Derrick Rose over and over again. I mean, it's just, it's the, the most difficult injury to have in the NBA. Um, and if your belief is he's going to somehow like shake it off and come back to, his expected potential that he never really quite got to. I didn't believe as as he played through his years at Duke. Like I don't didn't he never filled fulfilled his potential. He's coming up an injury. Like it's it's huge risk. And if if a my team took it, I would not be very happy. And I I, I don't think it's very different. I think it's a, a huge worry for me and a big question mark because there's a lot of if statements that have to go and like if he reaches the potential and if he can stay healthy. So what if what if he was there at nineteen for the Hawks? Is it then worth the risk? If he's there at 19, <laughs> this has been all silly draft. But I don't know. I don't think. Oh, no, I think like, that's a possibility, though. Yeah, no, like, I he, a like, lot of drafts do I, have him I, at I, 20. I, would, I wouldn't want the Hawks to take him. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I, would, I, I don't think he's. I think he's a, he's a good risk for a team probably much later in the draft. And it could be, like, you know, a huge potential upswing for, like, Spurs or Cats or, you know one of these types of teams that could say like, well, you know, we're already built. Like, why don't I take the risk of for them? But for the Hawks, like I wouldn't want him here because we're just going to blow up a draft pick on like someone sitting on the bench all season. In a season. Well, we're going to blow $200 million on Paul Millsap. So might as well just blow everything else. <laughs> okay. Now we're just talking about how we don't like the Hawks. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just a separate conversation. That's true. All right. I got an interesting proposal for you. If I'm Denver um, and I'm looking at you, Minnesota <clears throat> at that seventh pick where Dennis Smith, when would you take <clears throat> like Moutier? Sorry, <clears throat> Moutier, Mason Plumley, 
uh, my 13th pick and my next year first rounder for me to move up to seven and then take Dennis Smith. Because I think it's obvious the Nuggets' biggest hole is point guard, considering Jameer Nelson was their starting point guard going the last, you know, 30 games of the season. That would be – that's a uh, that's a, a crazy deal if that came through. Um, I think the question – I don't know. I think the Timberwolves would rather build now and build the core now, right? I think, like – I think – uh, is the, the like the player right now who I think is most ready outside of the top two is the most ready to play. Um, I think he's very very good, and I don't know if I would make that trade. Like I, if if, you, uh, if a star isn't coming in return, like a, a bona fide star in the league isn't coming in return, I don't see how they trade out of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. I just I'm curious to see if Denver makes that move to like trade in to we'll get one of those what is considered top five point guards in this draft between you know Fox and Nalinka and Dennis Smith and. Uh, obviously, Fultz and Lonzo, like, can they get their hands on any one of those five? So that is where I think that move for Orlando or someone like that, that, that pick where, where we were going back to that original conversation, where you have this spot where you're like, well, I should be either higher up or lower down. Yeah. And Orlando seems like the perfect location for that. Yeah. Or a trade of that type. I've got a question for you. So you put Fultz and Ball in the same tier and then, like, Jackson, Monk, Fox, Tatum, Smith in the tier? I think Jackson is closer to the Fultz ball tier than the the Monk Fox Tatum. I don't think Ball is in the Markel Fultz tier. I think it's Fultz by himself, and then Ball Jackson Monk Fox. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I would agree with that. Listen, Lonzo Ball took what was not a great UCLA team and pretty much by himself made them like something. That team has like two to three more NBA players on it. That's I heard something, and people were like shitting on the UCLA team. They're, that other guard, uh, Hamilton or something, will be a pick next year. And then they have... The oh, oh, no, Holiday. Uh, Drew Holiday's brother. Yeah. That yeah, team yeah. has two other NBA first-round picks on it. I yeah. don't understand why people were just shitting on that team. And then offered the perfect college white guy basketball player. So true. <laughs> so true. true. People that were just true. trashing that team, and I, I didn't get that. Like, he didn't go play with a bunch of scrubs and turn them into a... Uh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't do that Steph Curry and Davidson thing. No, yeah. I understand that. But well, saying, and, and not just you. No, it was somebody else was saying that. It's just like, no, there's other NBA players on it. And then Bryce Alford's going to go play in Europe for the next 10 years. Yeah. That was a but good think, team. But the way Lonzo Ball played with that team, right? Yeah. I think is a little bit different. It's why you trash on that team a lot. Because Lonzo Ball is someone who's just coming up the court saying, like, I'm just going to take a crazy three or I'm going to shot create myself or if like if at all nothing is available, then then I'm taking it out or right. I'm passing it, which is sort of that he played a lot of hero ball when he played there. And that's why everyone said, well, shit, the team is it must not be very good, which is not saying the team is good. It's just the style of ball they played was like, make sure Lonzo has it. He'll make a shot. We'll figure it out. And so that's yeah. why. I like it. Yeah, I like it. All right. All right. Last pick in the draft, the crazy lottery draft. At 14, Mr. Pat Riley slash Shane Conlon representing the Miami Heat. Go for it, Shane. Ramu, any advice? Oh, Heat? Oh, you need a compliment. You don't need a compliment, Waiters Island. You need to have insurance for Waiters Island. (laughs) (laughs) That's good advice. Are you thinking, oh... Well, Phoenix took Justin Jackson. I think Josh Jackson's still on the board. Oh, no, no, I'm no. I'm going with Terrence Ferguson, Jane. Whoa. <laughs> no way. Give me Markin in here. I like Laurie Markin in, in Miami. Oh, uh, that's that's good. Slot him next to I don't, <clears throat> Hassan Whiteside. Put him next to Whiteside and just say, shoot the ball. I don't need you to play defense or rebound because I got Whiteside in the paint. I think they're actually a pretty good fit together. 
who was the Heat starting for or the their starting four guard? Was it James, James Johnson? James Johnson. Okay. Yeah, you put him at the three. Definitely not Chris Bosh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, I like it. No, that makes complete sense. Um, and you put John Johnson, a free agent, right? So he's about to get paid. Yeah, and I don't think Miami's gonna pay him. No, definitely not. Uh, so what's Miami's plan then, GM? What are they gonna? Who are they gonna? Who are they gonna build around? They're not. They're fucked. They're gonna get a free agent. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're gonna have a tough free agent market with me in Minnesota. I'm gonna buy up all the free agents. Yeah, except you have angry, short, stubby Tom Thibodeau, and they have good-looking seventy-year-old with ten rings, Pat Riley. <laughs> not to mention no state income tax. I love the base on that's it just like line up your coach and your gm next to their coach and their gm and just tell us which one's better looking and who looks like they belong in the next shrek movie (laughs) all right with that a little i got vivek and vlade with me so i'm probably screwed yeah you're done though vivek running that girls team running that crazy offense on that girls team yeah i didn't tell you we're playing uh we're playing four on five we're only gonna play four defensive guys that's why i took Isaac. yeah and no small forward because Rudy no Gay's still... I would like him to try for a week doing that. I just want... I'm just interested to see what would happen. They just lose by 100 points every week. I'd be like, nice. <laughs> cool work, Sacramento. Good work. That, that new analytics guy, uh, we'll, uh, we'll really help him with that. All right, to recap our, our draft. The number one pick traded to New York for Carmelo. Markel Thanks. Fultz to the Knicks. Lonzo Ball to the Lakers. The Philadelphia 76ers get Eric Bledsoe and the number four pick. The Suns take Bam. Josh Let's Jackson. <laughs> the Suns so now have dumb. Malik Monk and Eric Bledsoe. Sacramento with De'Aaron Fox. Orlando with Jason Tatum and Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Minnesota with Dennis Smith. The Celtics with the worst pick in the draft. Zach Collins. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dallas. It's, it's the future. Somehow I didn't make the worst trade. Actually, my worst thing was just the Celtics pick. The worst trade was still the four to the three pick. That was the worst you, thing. You drafted a backup five at the eighth pick in the strongest draft in the last 10 years. I respect that so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make a difference. He's going to make a difference. He's a shot changer in the face. Get yes. out of here. He'll do great when the Celtics are losing by 15 against Cleveland in the whatever game. I He'll come in and get some great garbage rebounds. Okay, okay. Moving on. Okay. Dallas. This guy's trash. Dallas with Frank Nidalinka. Sacramento with Jonathan Isaac. Charlotte with Justin Patton. Detroit with Donovan, I think, Mitchell. Denver with Harry Giles. And Miami, Lori Markkinen. He just wrote, Don- he just wrote Donovan on the piece <laughs> That's of all I had. That's all I had. All right, boys. This was fun. I'm going I'm to wrap this up because we're getting up there in length. Um, but I can't wait for the draft. I can't wait for the NBA Finals. It's going to be awesome. I hope everyone is excited. And with that, y'all get ready for that trade. We are out.